0: Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Erasable Podcast. Tonight we have a special interview with Chris Roth from Write Notepad, and that'll be coming up later in the show. We also have our normal uh, segments of points and our pencil of the week, which this week we we're talking about the Dixon Ticonderoga Road Renew. I am Tim Wassum, one of the co-hosts of this podcast, and I am joined by my two good buddies, Andy and Johnny. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Tim? Doing great. Doing great. It's summer. Yeah. Break. Yeah, you guys get out early. <laughs> That's awesome. it's, a, yeah, yeah we started early too.
1: It's funny because um on both of my podcasts i I talk to people who are who are teachers who are or have been teachers, and uh I know it, things get really squirrely there at the end of the year, and then all of a sudden it's just like I have so much time Yeah. <laughs> I want to sleep
0: yeah. just have a toddler and that'll that'll fix that yeah. <laughs> 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 I lost that feeling a long time ago, but it's, lot, it's, it's definitely more fun to play choo-choo as a toddler than um, deal with students in the last three weeks of school, which is like shut down mode. <laughs> so it is, it is a relief. I'm really We're really excited to talk to Chris Roth uh, tonight from uh, More Zone, Write Notepads and Co. But before we get to that, let's go through our regular segments and let's start with Tools of the Trade. And Johnny, why don't you get us started? Sure.
2: So, according to our, our Google app here, I am drinking something called the Irish Car Bomb, which is not as you and I might know it—a uh, Guinness with a shot of Jameson. It is Irish breakfast tea with a shot of Jameson and a chunk of vegetarianus dropped in before cheating. Kind of makes you throw up. Mm. But um, so, and really next to me, I've, I'm trying to invent a new podcasting drink that doesn't involve you know half a glass of Wild Turkey 101. So you can have more than one of them and not you know, slow your speech. So in the Garden of Eden, Mr. Hemingway talks a lot about having whiskey with Perrier in the summer, which is so good. So specifically, if you take one shot of bourbon, put it in a tumbler, top the tumbler off with cold Perrier and three ice cubes, cubes let them melt so that there's like a weird head at the top. Perfect. <laughs> it's called the Papa Podcaster.
1: Hmm.
2: Cool. So no I'm on, show you, I'm on my second one. And it's uh, bullet bourbon.
1: Hmm.
2: Really nice for this one. It's not too sweet. That's really nice. And I'm writing with a Rogue Renew, our Pencil of the Week. How about you, Mr. Andy?
1: Um, <laughs> I am drinking Surge! What is that? <laughs> it's uh, It's like a Mountain Dew competitor from, from the play. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to uh, even carry a Surge in Johnson City, Tim. Yeah, is
0: not not <laughs> it? Isn't it? A- <laughs> Isn't it illegal? Didn't they like it got shut down because of like weird stuff that was in it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Are you thinking of Ford Loco?
0: No, no, I'm thinking of Surge. I thought it was like shut down because of it being like really corrosive or something.
1: <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> the cans just uh, melted. I actually, I the last time I drank Mountain Dew was in college and. It was part of uh, a larger amount of drinking that then got thrown up <laughs> later, and now I cannot drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yum. Um or, yeah. or any of the, or any of the yellow sodas. I can I can do clear sodas and I do colas, but not those uh, like energy drink ish sodas. Um, now they make Mountain Dew in
2: different colors. Yes. You could- Blue puke.
1: <laughs> they, have, they have one here now that's called
0: dew shine, which is just um, mountain dew with no color.
1: I've heard of this. Um, <laughs> Save that really quickly. <laughs> it's dew shine. It's funny because mountain dew is another word for moonshine, right? And like, like an <laughs> old word for moonshine. So it's just like they're combined. They might as well call it moon dew <laughs> or, or, mo- or mountain moon or something like that. <laughs> that sounds like a good band. <laughs> mountain moon? Yeah. No, I- in reality, I am drinking. Um, a uh, good old anchor steam because it is uh plentiful. It is ubiquitous around here and it is not too expensive and it is cheap. So um, it's kind of my, my go-to um, I actually discovered, I was trying to find um, there's a really, really good Japanese um, micro brew called Kawaba K A W A B A. And they serve it in some of the really nice Japanese places here. And it's so good, but I can't find it in bottles to buy. So I'm going to keep looking for that and, and, God willing, someday I will come back on this podcast drinking Kawaba. Um, And I am drink. I am writing with a um, Musgrave News six hundred pencil that I got from CW Pencils. I had never. I had heard of it before, but I've never seen it or used it. And I so I had to buy some. It's like forty cents uh, from CW Pencils, and um, it is kind of intense. It's it has a really really thick core. It's it seems like it's maybe twice as thick as. Um, like as standard pencil cores. Um, and it is super soft. Like it doesn't have a grading on it, but I would say like 6B, 7B maybe even. Um, softer almost probably than like a like a Palomino Blackwing MMX. Um, so it's a little bit intense. It's, it's so soft that I can't even erase it. Like it just smudges. Um, but I tried sharpening it earlier. I sharpened it from scratch or from but unsharpened. And I put it through my classroom friendly and it just kept eating it. And I think the uh, little burrs in there were just chewing off the end of it. And so it kept breaking the lead out. Um, Johnny and I were talking earlier and he was having the same problem. Um, So I had, I probably ate up about like a third of that pencil before I just switched to just a little short point um, coom wedge and it's fine there. Um, But yeah, that was kind of a bummer, but it's, it's fun to play with, but I really don't see myself using this pencil very often. Mm-hmm. yeah, Tim, how about you?
0: I'm drinking a uh, drink that's called the Roth in honor of our guest. It's one part Natty Bow, one part Pikesville Rye with a right note puts cover smashed up and steeped at the bottom for ten minutes.
1: Mmm. It's, it's so like, local <laughs> yeah, it's that
0: like real, the cardboard really ties it together, like you know
1: <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, uh, yeah. do 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 you, do you like muddle it and just get like little cardboard <laughs> fibers like kind of floating throughout, or is it?
0: Well, it's it says ten. I mean, ten minutes. Like you just keep mashing it and mashing oh. it and steeping it. I mean, and basically, by the time you drink it, it's almost totally incorporated oh, wow. into the drink. And the natty bow kind of it's almost like the natty bow eats the the uh, the cardboard. Oh wow! And so it just yeah. becomes this kind of slush.
2: So <laughs> pike's rye is pretty gross
1: You can get your uh, you can get your fiber.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a health drink. <laughs> it
1: is a health drink. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, because I have one for breakfast every day.
1: <laughs> um, Chris will be honored to know about this. Yeah.
0: Um, in reality, I am drinking Charles Shaw Shiraz from uh, Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. Three buck chuck. Yep. So I'm um, drinking that, and I am writing with a Write Notepads round natural pencil, which mm-hmm. we'll get into later. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, for this week's, or I guess I should say for this episode's Pencil of the Week, we have chosen to talk about the Ticonderoga Renew, which was kind of a, from what I understand, a revamped version of the EnviroStick, or at least the EnviroStick was taken out and replaced with this. And you can correct me if I'm wrong in that, but it is a pencil that is made from uh, pieces of cedar, were used in different ways that are cut so that they can be reused. I'm guessing there are like extra runoffs or maybe like the little extra part that's left at the end of a uh, a slab. Uh, and it has recently been available at Target, so that's why we were excited to talk about one that was readily available at a place that most people uh, can find it. Did I did I get that right as far as what it's made of, like what it is? Yeah, I think so. That was kind of my guess because you can see these little grooves, kind of like a you can see a cut mark usually where it's obviously two pen or two pieces of wood were sort of stuck straight into each other. Almost like they, they put these grooves so that they fit together. Um, almost like a gear, like two gears fitting together. And so that was I of my guess.
1: I have a confession to make about this pencil. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I had intended when we kind of decided on this a little last minute, um, I was going to run to Target before uh, recording and get one of these and try it out. Um, I did not make it to Target, so I do not have one of these pencils. So I, I get an F. The pencil gets <laughs> pencil gets an A. I get an F. So what do we do? Um, well, I think you talk about. It and I, I just, uh, I just soak it in. I think as well. This has never happened before. <laughs> Stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I will say it's it's weird. I went to go look up a little bit about it. Um it is not on the Tychon- the Dixon Ticonderoga website. They they have the Enviro stick, but they do not have the renew on there. Is it They're like, probably just
0: behind yeah. PC in most sense. Yeah. Most senses.
1: J- Johnny, is this like a special for Target kind of a thing or no it's not um, because I found an Amazon link to it, which is yeah, weird. I think they they have it online in a few places
2: and Elizabeth sent me a box like <sighs> Maybe a year ago, and I've been—I was hoarding them because um, I didn't know if I'd be able to get more. And it's only a ten bucks, which when you can't get a lot of them, you're like, "Oh man, it's not a dozen." But yeah, hmm. now they're—they're—they're they're, they're like what two seventy nine at Target. They're pretty cheap. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're under three bucks, which is now
2: like whenever I go, I just pick up a box. Like God, I have
0: them. So as far as the big box stores selling pencils, I have to give the—I mean. Relative gold medal <laughs> to target because yeah. they have both this and the the uh, USA natural. I think both yeah. those pencils are just rocking. So yeah, target.
2: and you can get them both for like five bucks and change. Which
1: mm-hmm. is really sweet. Target's pencil yeah. game is on fleek. <laughs> 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 they were carrying
2: those uh, Woodless uh, Staedtler pencils for a while. The x Write slash Full HB. Oh a tra- I yeah, seen, a Target. Yeah. This is a while ago. Maybe yeah. a year. And they have those You Buy pencils, which is awesome. And of course, the colorful Bix that no one likes but me.
0: Is it You Buy or Yubi? Because U-Buy would be like really shameless <laughs> marketing.
2: Like, yeah. You buy like these you, pencils. You buy now. Know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, um, like, you know, you buy one and they give one to a kid in need. Oh, okay. Now I just feel today. like a dick. <laughs> well, we also got Yubi too until today when I saw their their um, social media posts about their anniversary. I was like, oh, man, I bet it's pronounced you-bye. So I could be totally wrong. I'm a jerk. and I probably <laughs> am. <laughs> You're the worst, Tim. You're off. <laughs> You're both off. And you didn't get the pencil. <laughs> yeah. You're mean for you, Johnny's like, I'm doing this alone. This is going to be the most boring damn episode ever.
1: Hour and a half of Johnny. <laughs> Just
2: listen to me finish my drink and go to sleep.
1: <laughs> well, when, when Chris comes on, you can... Uh... You guys can just curse just constantly. Nobody- Actually, I could just get on my bike and ride down to Chris's uh,
2: bindery and I'll leave the Skype on. You hear me cussing at traffic. <laughs> yep. There's a
0: blinker oh. <laughs> So, back to the pencil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny, what do you think about it? What are your uh, your thoughts? And then what grade would you give it?
2: Well, I already liked the Envira Stick a lot because um, the finish on it was nice and smooth but obviously still unfinished. And I liked the... The um, Ticonderoga Feral with the green eraser and the, the green foil print. I thought it was all really pretty, and I was always kind of disappointed that it wasn't cedar. So, this is like, you know, Johnny's dream pencil. So, I mean, i would give this pencil an A. I really like it. The only thing that could make this pencil better would be if it was made in America and not China, but can't have it all.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it will get an A. Still a good pencil, though. We can give them yeah, it's,
2: a- It sharpens well. It smells good. The core is nice. The eraser works. The finish
0: Sharpening
2: is length, very nice. Speak. Yeah, they—they, they, I've gotten long points on them, fat points, hand sharpened this pencils. It takes it off.
1: Have you guys noticed that with these, um, with these recycled pencils, is there any sort of a, um, like when you sharpen down to where it kind of like joints together, does it get weird at all when that happens, or does it, is it pretty pretty seamless? I actually I
0: just did, like I just uh. Not like earlier today when I sharpened it, I sharpened past that point and I noticed nothing. So hmm. it's pretty seamless. Yeah, I've never noticed anything. It's pretty, yeah. pretty seamless as far as I can tell.
2: That's awesome. I bet if you used a really crappy sharpener you'd notice, but none of us do that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, wonder if you were using a knife if you might feel feel something from the glue there, because the glue's gotta be harder than the wood.
0: There's a episode title.
1: <laughs> glue is harder <laughs> than wood.
0: The glue's gotta be harder than the wood.
1: I like but, it. Yeah. You know? uh,
0: uh, I, I agree with everything you said, Johnny. I mean, I think I definitely give it an A a strong A. Uh, it's visually, it's really good looking. I talk about it all the time, but I have a, a, a deep love for, for natural finished pencils that don't have a lacquer. So I, this got that cone for it. And I love the uh, classic Ticonderoga ferrule with the green eraser. Just a really, really good touch, and I love that it's recycled. I just love everything about it. I love that it's cheap. So, if I could yeah. buy it by the gross, I probably would. This is this is a this is a, uh, a lifetime supply worthy pencil, and I'll explain more specifically what I mean in our fresh points because I'm having a little bit of a uh, a wait for it Exis pencil.
1: Uh. crisis right now oh man uh,
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm really sorry guys um, <laughs> so i i give it a, a strong a i think it writes really nicely uh it is kind of your your normal number two but it doesn't feel scratchy it doesn't have the the, the cheap scratchy feel of it so i think it's a great pencil i recommend it to anybody and if It's also what I was also thinking about. It is it is a great pencil to give to people who are sort of skeptical that there's a difference between pencils that you can get at the store. Like some people Mm -hmm. might just say, "I need pencils. I'm just going to go grab a 36 pack of office depot ones, like just those cheap ones." That'll whatever, and they grab them. But if you, I think this is a great candidate for one that you can go run to Target, pick it up, throw it into a gift, give it to somebody, and say, "Try these out. These are some really nice." Nice pencils. You always make fun of me for my pencils, but here, try these out. Um, I think they're a, they're a great candidate for that, as far as what you can pick up in just a
1: normal mm-hmm. store. Yeah, so. that's awesome. It's it's a good uh, semi cheap, as Johnny might say.
2: Yeah. Plus, they come yeah. in a box. And all pencils that come in a box are a step up. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a pretty box. box too. Mm-hmm. So two A's from awesome. both of you. Yeah. 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 I'm uh by proxy. I'll just give it an A and. Plan on picking picking some up next time at Target, which will be in not too long, I'm sure.
0: In my grade book at school, an X means that you didn't do the assignment.
1: So. <laughs> so oh, okay.
0: You, you can X until you use it, and then you can go back. As your punishment, you can go back into the show notes and update the scoring when you've, Perfect. When you, when you've tried it out. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> can I do sorry extra for, credit?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry for busting your ball. <laughs> <laughs> I want summer break, and I need to grade you things. You need
1: so. to. <laughs> Okay, well,
0: well, let's uh, let's go on to our our fresh points. And Johnny, why don't you get us started? And I think you're going to start us off with, or maybe you're going to do one of those things where you say, "No, I'm going to talk about that last." I don't know what you're going to do, but you have a fresh point that we I are like all it. very yeah. very excited.
2: I'm going to make you wait for that one. Gosh, um, my first fresh point is happy birthday. I'll birth be right back.
0: Rachel. Just keep talking. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. My,
2: my baby boy is two today. Yay. So with that right. and a go ahead. I don't have a lot of fresh points, but um, I am headed to Boston uh, the last week of this month. So Les Les and I already talked about this, so we're wondering if we could do like a stationary meetup. So any folks who are listening to this who are going to be in Cambridge the last week of the month, or Boston or Cambridge, maybe we can have a little meetup. Maybe I'll bring Charlotte, because if it's not a bar, I'll bring Charlotte.
0: She's Um, the future. She looks 21. She's the the future of our little community.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and she's got a cute little Amelie haircut that makes her look a lot older now.
0: Her <laughs> curls are all
2: gone.
1: Th- this is what she does. Do you, do you have a trench coat? No. We just need to get, uh, we need to get one of the Henrys, maybe even both Henrys, um, <laughs> to stand on each other's shoulders and then get Charlotte at the top with a trench coat, and people won't even know.
0: Oh, I love it.
2: <laughs> she, she over-pronounces things. It's really cute. <laughs> the pencil. Okay. <laughs> But um, the fresh part you guys, I'm sure you're waiting for, are the new field notes.
1: Yay.
2: Came out. And I didn't get the email until overnight last night, so I feel like really excluded. But my subscription's on the way. So it's really disappointing that they already did a um, carpenter pencil in 2011. Mm-hmm. Because this one would be perfect for a carpenter pencil.
0: Or a bullet pencil.
2: Yeah. yeah for Sure. But they're already giving you a free slipcase and stickers. So that's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. And they're shipping everything in a box, which so has got to cost more. Mm-hmm.
0: Score! So you, for those of us, or I mean, I know, but for people who are listening who don't really know the concept of it, Johnny, could you explain the concept of the edition? Yeah, um, this one is
2: called the Workplace Companion. Is that right? Workshop oh. Companion. Workshop Companion. So they've picked you know six traditional... Like your dad does it in the garage fields, like uh, plumbing, electric, woodworking, gardening, automotive, and when I'm forgetting. Plumbing. uh, Yeah. But they've they've produced um, so they're color color coded notebooks. These have some sort of new heavy paper that is um, dot grid and brass staples, which is yes, brass staples. I love when they mess with the staples. And um, they've printed on the spine, which is pretty cool. And if you're a subscriber, you get a magnet. So if you're not already a subscriber, this might make you a subscriber because that magnet looks really sweet.
1: I uh, I sort of added, just to just to avoid the rush that I knew was going to come, I, I do what I usually do and I just added two to my cart and went to go hit purchase before uh, I really even read about it. And then I saw that my card was forty dollars instead of twenty dollars, yeah. and I was like, "Holy <laughs> crap, what is going on?" So, yeah, so I had to stop and go back and look at it real quick. So I, at this point, only ordered one because I really didn't want to spend more than twenty dollars. Um, and so I'll, I'll check that out and, you know, see what happens. Uh, I'm, I don't That's know.
0: I grid, right? Right yeah,
1: yeah, I love their dark I, I love the dark grid. I'm not super thrilled with just the concept of it just because it it has a very specific use case so you know you have a workshop you have projects that may and be involved in all these areas and i and i get that like you know people don't really use the national crops edition for example to go out into their fields and <laughs> Other crops. Like, Why don't know, I don't I may use my sorghum to grow my sorghum? Well, there you go.
0: For <laughs> the uh, the six people who went on expeditions. Yeah, exactly.
1: The... Yeah, and they're not just like you know. But um, so I I get that it's not people don't actually use it for these, this use case, but it, this feels more like it feels more like they want people to. And I I love I mean the design is cool I, I mean it'll be it'll be awesome anyway and I can't wait to use them but it just it doesn't feel like something I'm, you know, going to utilize a whole lot. I pro- I'll probably just put it on a shelf and, you know, keep it there for a long time.
0: I'm going to be all over these. I'm like on the total opposite end of the spectrum. And yeah. I'm not like a, <laughs> uh, a candy man. Like I've I've done, I, I quit my garden this year just because I was sick of it. I hate painting. I've never done electrical. I've done plumbing once, but I had a lot of help.
1: We I did some change, autom- automotive work where you used. Field I've bounce.
0: changed. I've changed five alternators, but that's the only <laughs> car thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, but I am so. I just think they look so awesome, and I'm going to use them immediately. I'm so excited about them. I think it's. Uh, you know, I guess maybe for me, like the as far as what the concepts are, they usually are just kind of. I I take it in aesthetically. Yeah. And then I just it kind of rolls off my back. I just kind of. This and for is, me, maybe just being more of a, I don't know, more superficial or something, but just the look of them are, are cool and I can't wait to.
1: Well, and, and I guess like the concept of it is a little bit closer to something that people do in real life, if that makes sense. Like, and, and farmers, farmers live in real life ex- expeditions, you know, they, but this is something that probably the people who use field notes might actually do to have workshop or garage projects and i i could also just be uh grumpy because uh i recently moved to a place where i no longer have a workshop or a garage mm. <laughs> so that could be it yeah. um i
0: yeah. love i love the video
1: yeah yeah uh, this video, might be the videos. coolest one they've done
0: pretty hilarious I, I i love the little touch at the end where one of them falls over and he immediately like picks it up and slaps some duct tape on it to hold it up <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great
1: um yeah, aesthetically there's they really are good looking. They they it looks completely different than anything field notes has done before. Yeah. It's um it it feels a little bit more like native draplin, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I th- I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you guess so these should start showing up tomorrow? Would that make sense or does I think it usually so. take longer. I feel like
1: They'll somebody on I want to sleep tonight. Yeah. I, f- <laughs> I feel like somebody on the uh field notes um group had a picture of them already, but maybe I think some people go do local uh, pickup. That's true, yeah. Which makes me very jealous. Mine, uh, there's a shipping shipping label created for it, but I do not have a delivery date yet.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, I didn't even know you could check that sort of thing.
2: Oh, I emailed them to ask them, because when I didn't get the email, I haven't gotten a few of them for a couple months. They're like, no, no, here's your shipping slip, all's good. Because, you know, they they always get right back to you.
1: If only we okay. knew somebody on the inside.
2: Yeah. Love you, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm stoked about this, So we're thinking about getting a condo. So, painting is the only one that I have a you know conceptual use for. But I really like the spacing of their dot grid over yeah. some other brands, and um, Baron Figs is really good too because it's faint. But it's be really fun to draw cartoons about things we see in our neighborhood and in our city that Charlie and I like to do, <laughs> and poop. It's my favorite thing to draw. <laughs> <laughs> come
1: up to san francisco there's plenty of poop on the street for you to draw. yeah whenever i go to new york i'm always horrified i'm like
2: there's poop on the ground human
1: poop yeah. and
2: in baltimore there's all this you know Gross. social pressure if you have a dog people stare at you and watch you pick that poop up <laughs> because you know we have a rat problem that's already pretty bad and just, a lot of other problems
0: this took a really weird turn <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: talking about, it's got very scatological When are we getting sound. our
1: uh, Field Notes poop edition? That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want. They're going to be brown with yellow type. <laughs> oh, oh, gross. All right. Okay. stomach bug edition. One will oh. be like, <laughs> <laughs> <them>, like puke. <laughs> and one will look like going. toast. Move on. Move yeah. on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So um, <laughs>
2: for my next fresh point, I mentioned, um, God, It's been probably been a month or two, those Bic um, extra fun plastic pencils Mm -hmm. i noticed they're showing up at walmart now too they're they're showing up everywhere i guess they're gonna be a big feature for back to school this year so you know compared to some of the pencils that we champion you know the writing experience is not great but they're sort of positioning them against mechanical pencils which i appreciate yeah the right is pretty similar to a mechanical pencil you know it's plastic yeah but um, less breakable and way more fun. And I love those colors. It just, I just, it feels like a Yax Pencil kind of, like, yeah. paying tribute to those. And they're made in France, which is surprising. Yeah. They're, and they're, they're not that expensive. I, I have, every time I go near them, I kind of buy a pack. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, if you haven't found them yet, now you can get them at Walmart. Walmart and Target so far, at, they'll probably show up at Staples. Also, they've got a lot of Bic products. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that, that's about all I have. I'm looking forward to Andy's first one. Heck yeah!
1: Um, <laughs> it is about poop. No, um, this is something that like uh, <laughs> caught me really by surprise. I was uh, in Minneapolis and I had just arrived. Um, I was I was at Dun Brothers Coffee, which is a great little local chain there. Um, sitting there, just like looking through Instagram, I think it was, and I saw something called Blackwing's vo- Blackwing Volumes from Blackwing. It's like, what is this? So uh, I went to look at the uh, website and uh, blackwing602.com. And sure enough, the... Uh, bla- uh, I get, See, I get so confused about what to call this. Is it Palomino? Is it Blackwing? Or is it pencil.com? Um, those guys <laughs> in Stockton yeah. uh, just launched a pencil subscription service. Um, it's pretty awesome. I it, It's... It's something that I think is kind of amazing that they did, because with pencils, you have to order in a lot bigger minimums than you do with paper. Um, and then also just that, you know, pencils fans who would sign up for something like this are much more niche than, let's say, like probably the Field Notes subscription service. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll just go through it real quick. Basically, what it is, is um, it's $100 a year plus $11 for shipping. Uh, so $111 a year. Or maybe it's twelve dollars shipping ninety nine dollars a year so it's one hundred um, and eleven dollars and that gets you quarterly uh, releases of these limited edition pencils um, and you'll get a dozen of them uh, plus an extra one which this is my favorite touch um, the thirteenth one is uh, sealed for archival purposes which <laughs> uh, I think they uh, I think they realize that there's going to be just be a lot of hoarders like me out there uh, who just want to have one. That's just all sealed up.
0: Um, I do think that's sort of brilliant. I think that they it it immediately by having it actually sealed by then it gives people permission and kind of immediately, like for me, I mean, even with field notes, I have uh, a tendency to be like, Mm. well, should I hold on to them? But with these, when I found out about it, I was like, Oh man, I'm going to use all 12 of them. Yeah. I'm just going to blow through them.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Um yeah so so it's it's brilliant of them i think they're i think they're uh, acknowledging maybe what field notes doesn't want to acknowledge sometimes is that there are people <laughs> who will hoard um and and th- these releases will be available to um to just like one off purchases as well so if you use one that you really love you can buy more um or if you're somebody who doesn't want to commit to a um, annual subscription um like i do with field notes for example uh, you can just get it that way um i think i read that they're all individually numbered um, I don't know if that means each pencil is numbered in the edition or if like the box of dozens are numbered. Uh, I hope it's the latter because that is some serious numbering. <laughs> if you're doing it per pencil.
0: I, I'm i sort of uh, thinking that it might just be the edition. Like okay. this is edition one. That's, that's uh, what I'm guessing. I see. I, I don't think it's going to be anything that cool. I think it's just going to be like, this is edition one, two, yeah. three, four. like they're all going to be, because they talked about them being like numbers being a thing. Yeah. You know, like, so I feel so like it's just that's part of what's going to define it is that, like, edition number one.
2: That makes so. sense. Is the thirteenth pencil just one of that dozen in the tube? I got the impression it was a sort of stif- completely different pencil that was going to be only for subscribers.
1: I I got the impression you're just getting one extra, uh, an additional collector's pencil, sealed and labeled for archiving with each set. So oh, I kind of like that idea too. I I guess I got the got the got the impression that it's going to be uh one more of whatever your edition is uh sealed and labeled specifically oh, um that's cool. but honestly like none of us know i i uh earlier sort of uh emailed um grant who's the business manager there just to like pump him for some information and he was he was <laughs> tight-lipped even to me so i which which is which is super i can respect that so um it's it's interesting you mentioned numbers tim because uh, when i was watching the video which was super great our friend tj cosgrove over in the uk who runs the wooden graphite blog he was contracted by um palomino to or blackwing he was he was contracted by the kelsider <laughs> guys to do the video and he did an amazing job it's super great uh, looks good um they talk a lot about numbers um i think the it was it's all kind of based around the fact that you know the blackwing was called the 602 uh, the, there was the Van Dyke 601, the Microtomic 603. Um, essentially, it's just whatever model within the Eberhard Faber uh, lineup that pencil was. Um, but it, it's, it's all about numbers, um, and it's going to somehow tie into this edition. I don't know how. There's been a little bit of speculation. Uh, I'd love to see... Um, the number 42 kind of shows up in the video as a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan. I, I love that. The uh, or edition. Brad, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to mention Brad uh, Doughty pointed this out, and Tim, as a fellow baseball nut with Brad, um, I'm sure picked up on it right away. I did not. Uh, they showed 42, which was Jackie Robinson's number, in um, in the... It's the same blue as as his jersey, right? Yeah,
0: Dodger blue. Yeah. Dodger mm-hmm. blue,
1: yeah. Um, so I, I know... There's a, there's a lot of pencil people who are baseball fans and I, I like baseball, but I'm not a, I, I just don't know much about it, I guess. I'm, I'm probably the worst kind of poser. (laughs) Um, so I, I, I just can't wait to see what this is going to be like. I signed up for us I think we all three are getting a subscription. Um, yeah, I didn't want it at
2: first because I'm stupid and I thought it was 12 pencils for the year. Uh-huh. We were talking about this on text. So like, that <laughs> so is expensive. $100 the for thing it. I ever heard of. And it turns out I'm the dumbest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> it's four dozen and I'm out of Black Wings. That's actually not a bad price,
1: $25 for a dozen Black Wings. So, um, so yeah, it's it's yeah, $25 for a dozen Black Wings, especially considering, like, if you're especially if you're getting a, th- a 13th one. Um, that's right on par with Black Wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, just right on par with price. So uh, $5 of each subscription are going to the Blackwing Foundation, which is, um, you know, it's for arts education, essentially. Music and arts ed- education. Uh, and according to their website, um, the first edition will be shipped to subscribers the week of June 8th. So next week.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. That's very excellent. It's,
1: so they, it's, it's awesome that it's coming the week, the week after we're going to be getting our field notes um so this is going to be once once a quarter we're going to have a busy show guys Mm -hmm. yeah um i i don't know i'm I'll, i'll look forward to seeing it i again just don't know what to expect because i can see i can see a lot of reasons knowing the little tiny bit about like the pencil industry that i do a lot of reasons why this wouldn't work um but honestly these guys being who they are um if anybody can make it work they can if they can relaunch a brand, make it really popular, if they can maintain a a boutique line of pencils like the Golden Bears, um, that they only sell through their website, yeah. If anybody can make it work, they can, which is awesome.
0: I wanna I was gonna say what I kind of hope it'll be. Uh huh. Is is one thing that immediately pops into my head is you know, if they're all gonna be basically number two pencils, or are they gonna like vary? as far as the hardness and stuff like that. And what I'm hoping, especially with the price, I'm hoping that they're basically variations on the Palomino HB. Yeah. Is my like hope. That's what I hope they are. Like they take I hope I would be fine with that. If they take that pencil and then just kind of do cool things with it, because use that as kind of the baseline. Yeah. Which is in one sense, I guess I can see how that would be sort of boring. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if they did like a round one or a change to a triangle cool. one or something like that would be nice. I it imagine, really
1: cool. I imagine just again, like in the kind of the quantities that the minimums that they would have to meet, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something about it that would remain the same kind of all through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, no, knowing, you know, knowing everybody involved in this, like people who just like legitimately really care about pencils. I, I'm somebody in the group wondered if maybe they're just going to like take a black wing and just slap some different colored paint on it. I I don't think that's going to be the case. And I guess time will tell we'll figure it out. But I, I think there's going to be enough of a variation to make all of these unique and interesting, just like, you know, it's harder to do that obviously than it is with little notebooks. Um, (laughs) but I, if anybody can, they can, um, the one thing they, within the press release, it was really good and descriptive. Um, with some of the stuff Um, in kind of, you know, usual Palomino fashion. They, they kind of overstated the, the marketing message. Uh, It's called volumes, a limited edition pencil series celebrating the iconic stories that define a creative culture. Um, So I'm assuming there will be some storytelling element to it. So maybe like the Jackie Robinson pencil, if we're just, you know, I'm just guessing here can maybe be about like breaking the color barrier, um, you know, in baseball or in sports, yeah there there's there's hopefully going to be some kind of a narrative narrative element that will accompany it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. 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 So um yeah, so we'll uh will have more to report on that hopefully next time we record. Um and yeah, I'll I'll look forward to seeing this. I'm going to try to do an unboxing video. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, if I may be allowed to cross promote real quick, um, we had Joey Caffone, uh, the one of the, well, the designer of Baron Fig on dot grid last week. Um, they just released a new app called Mosaic, which is pretty great. It's a note taking app for your iPhone. Um, sad face, They don't make it for Android yeah. yet. Somebody pointed that out on Twitter. Hopefully they'll they'll go for it. Um, hope so. Yeah, Joey was super fascinated and talked to. Talk to you. Uh, we talked a lot about kind of his workflow between, you know, notebooks and um digital products. Um because dot grid has kind of a you know, we try to compare both, but we do talk a lot about notebook construction, so please listen to it if you are interested. Yeah, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Awesome.
0: Enjoyed listening to that interview. Yeah. He's a he's it. Super interesting dude. He's
1: so interesting and very, very well spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing I'll mention is something that was completely sort of conceived of and executed out of like some members of our group who came together, um, which was just amazing. Um, we always, we always have a, somebody posting, "Hey, hey, I'm visiting city X. Um, any anybody know of any good like pencil shops or stationery shops there? Because if you start searching for stationery on like Google Maps or Yelp or something, oftentimes you get like the paper source or papyrus or one of those things where you buy fancy greeting cards mm-hmm. and like, or like wedding invitations. And no, we want like the UK version of that. We want to buy fancy pencils and paper and stuff. Um, so people would just always ask that. Someone might chime in who's been to that city. Um, and a couple guys, um, Martin Rose and, oh, who else? Who else is doing this? Uh, I'll find out. Uh, <laughs> I'll find out and post it in here. Um, started a website um, that basically just kind of overlies all of these recommendations onto a map, um, which is simple but awesome for us. Um, they're calling it Carto Cartographite or Cartographite, um, play on cartography and graphite, obviously. Um, and they're just taking recommendations. So if you have a really great pencil shop or, or paper or fountain pens or what have you in in your city um go to cartographite.wordpress.com and please submit your locations to them because they will put it in there and write up a recommendation. They have um I love their logo. Yeah, yeah, the logo it it came together really well. Um the logo is a uh kind of a hex circle on a globe stand. Looks really good. Um they're actually doing a prize drawing. Um through June, June 30th, each person who submits a shot via the contact form on the About page uh, will be automatically entered into the drawing, um, and then one lucky winner will receive a prize pack of stuff from the archives of the Cartographite guys. Um, it's, they already have something in the UK, and they have um, several places in uh, the US. There's kind of a big gap between like Chicago and Minneapolis and the West Coast. Uh, there's some place in Colorado. Uh, two hands papery there, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that that is... Oh, I was hoping on their, their page they would say who 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 it was. But I'll figure it out and, and let you know. Um, Cardographite.wordpress.com. It's such a great kind of like user-generated link.
0: I love their logo. Yeah. Like the so globe good. with the hex in the
1: middle. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's awesome. So that kind of wraps it up for my fresh points. How about you, Tim?
0: I don't really have anything. Like, you guys we've hit on a lot of the big stuff that's happened in the last couple weeks since we've recorded, but I've been, I I alluded to a a crisis of sorts, but, and this is a problem that only exists when you get really into a topic, no matter what it is. I'm I'm Uh, sorry,
1: what kind of a crisis is it again?
0: It was an exis pencil. Yes. (laughs) 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 Uh, Crisis. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, And like, you know, somebody who's, really into whatever it is, whether it's music or if it's pencils or books, I mean, you you get really into something and you have so many of them that you get to a point where all of a sudden you feel burdened by all the choices, like overwhelmed by all the choices. Some people, oh, yeah. not everybody. But I have kind of gotten sick of having a million options. Yeah. Which has made me uh, contemplate the idea of being a, a pencil monogamist, like just having a pencil, or you know maybe a couple, but just like one type of pencil that is just my go-to. Which most is, is how it is for most people, you know, because they'll go and they'll buy a box and they'll use them until they're gone, and then they'll they'll get some more. But for me, it's no. I have a, a plastic tub full of them, and sometimes like oh maybe I'll use this, maybe I'll use that, and then I'm like constantly saying oh that's not the right one. I should I should try something else. That one's not working. That doesn't feel right on this paper. Which is just a totally learned thing you know like you people don't recognize that sort of thing and if I was to decide you know I'm just going to use forest choice pencils from now on in about a week I wouldn't have those moments where I'm like wow this forest choice just doesn't work right now This just you know this paper just doesn't work with this forest Choice." I would be I would be over that you know Um, and I think there's a lot of virtue in that and it I think it would help me focus on things better if I could just not if I could take that choice out of my life you know and I'm I'm overstating a little bit I think but I I just I have a I have a desire to narrow things down get rid of things that I don't like you know or I don't use like I don't want it to just take up space uh, I want to have the few pencils I like and just stick to them and not have to sort of say mm, what am I going to use today or or go through those scenarios I was just describing where. Oh, that doesn't feel right. Or this isn't working. I should try something else because I noticed that with my writing, when I'm using pencils and I start doing that sort of thing, what that really boils down to is me just wasting time. <laughs> you know, I'm well, just that, trying to find excuses for why I should stop writing and why I should think about something else.
1: That wasting time is why you can talk about pencils on this podcast, Mister. <laughs> well, but I can still do it. Yes.
0: That's, so <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking about because it's like, well, I I still love doing this and I love trying new pencils and I can still try new pencils, but I want to have you know, I could pick up a, a new pencil and write a page with it and have plenty to say about it. And I, I enjoy that and I find it interesting, but I'm, what I'm mostly talking about is just, I have this massive stuff and I want to get rid of the stuff I don't use. You know, I have this urge to just say, if I don't, if I'm not using it now, if I don't have a desire to use it now, then I should just move on and simplify a little bit, you know? So I guess that's, that's what it is. I mean, Having just one pencil I use is definitely an overstatement, and I would never make it to that point <laughs> but Man. but I, I want to simplify I want to narrow down just so that I can focus on the writing or whatever the task is rather than uh, letting that choice get in the way. It's just kind of
1: so th- that kind of raises an interesting point because earlier somebody um, sent in some feedback asking um, if there's anywhere where we just kind of aggregate our pencil recommendations. Um, so what if somewhere on Erasable's website, um, we have just a list of maybe like our, you know, top five regular go-to pencils. And that maybe, awesome. maybe Tim, maybe that's something that you can then, you know, narrow your list down from. Um, you come up with that and then between those, you can kind of decide, you know, if this works for you. Uh, it'd be in- interesting to talk about kind of like regularly is, is your journey there and finding whatever that Grail pencil is for you.
0: Yeah, well, I think we should uh, we should use that as our next episode to- uh, topic. We yeah, should absolutely work on those, get that set up, and then we can each talk about ours and talk through the the choices. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's a good idea, and I'd love to hear from other people because I know they're and I part of the reason why I. Choose to do this is because there are some people there are lots of people in our group who post these pictures of their go to pencils, and I envy you know mm-hmm. that they have that because i I always just kind of jump around because I have so many options I have a million pencils so should
1: should um, we ask people then to start submitting kind of some of their go to pencils and why into the group
0: yeah yes, That's I think awesome. that is a great thing we could yeah put a post up and have people just give us uh, maybe like just to keep them um, the the thread from just ballooning you know say Number one to five, and give us one sentence on why you why you use it.
1: Uh, It would probably help too if you all would um, somewhere within the post include the hashtag #grailpencil, because (laughs) then I can just filter. Mm -hmm. I can filter the post by that when it comes time to like gather and talk about this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like we're putting together our pencil rush, like Mount Rushmore of pencils or something.
1: Yeah, Mount Rushmore. I love
0: it. Pencil, Cedar the
2: Point would be a Teddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's something I've been thinking about a lot, and I've even oh. gone as far as thinking about uh, the idea of designing my own pencil because I, you know there are companies that make a few companies that make custom pencils, and I kind of contemplated the idea of what if I was to find a company that I could work with that could make me what I want, and I could order in a bulk, you know, this yeah. large amount, and that could kind of be. Always in my five. That could be my go-to. Um, you know, for me, it would be a round, natural cedar pencil with like a number one lead, like a B lead in it and a pink eraser. Like if I had something like that that was just, that was well-made and I could order, you know, a, like a few gross of it and use them for the rest of my life, that that would be really gratifying to have kind of one that fits me. And that's something I've looked into a little bit, but it's just kind of a... You know, the the pencil world is a hard one to to decipher with those sorts of things. Find out where to order or what you're ordering. Some of these companies that make pencils are just so old fashioned, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to figure out what they can make you or what they can't make you. So um I've I've you know looked into Musgrave and I don't know if Generals does it, but Oh, wow, they refuse yeah. to. Okay. And well, that doesn't surprise me. But sucks anyways they make that's so
2: good pencils.
0: Yeah. I would just I, that's something I've been thinking about a lot in relation to that idea of pencil monogamy just if you know, I wish there was a place where I could go design like my perfect pencil and order basically a lifetime supply you know like three or four gross and just have those that would be really really cool thing might so, be a uh unrealistic or you know maybe not possible but so, it's
1: just kind of a dream so Johnny is typing typing exactly what I was about to say which is um when we went to Caroline Weaver's shop, um, she ordered some batches of pencils from um, JR Moon, uh, and she got some some really amazing, like, etching done on the side of them, like embossed. Bas- they, basically, they took her signature and embossed it into the pencil, uh, which is pretty amazing. And uh, that that might be something to look into because I think that you can customize, you know, more than just, you know, colors. I think you can customize eraser colors and... Uh, graphite quality things like that too, so that might be something to look into. How would I? You know the website? Oh, uh, Johnny. Um, she said me?
2: she has a person that she talks to on the
0: phone. Okay, because I was saying, I don't even oh, see I cool. I don't even see a website.
2: Yeah. Interesting. They were oh, they were yeah. bought and sold not not long ago. Or
1: sold and bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. um, we'll follow up on that. See see what it is. That's
0: yeah. good. Um, well, yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about a lot, and I I think. I think other people in this community will probably resonate with that. I would think. Uh, just yeah, I think so. And at least, or at least periodically, you know, you have that feeling, or maybe other people are, than me are just more uh, able to handle the pressures of having. <laughs> all
2: these no, persons. no, I did. I did national. I'm <laughs> a writing month in pen because I couldn't handle the choices.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it gets to be a little smothering, you know.
2: Yeah, Tim and I do a, a writing partnership where we do a short story a month. And the last time I did it, I sort of kind of sat by myself in the living room with one notebook and one pencil and a knife just like i'm using this pencil
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it worked i was i was undistracted by the pencil because i had no choice
0: i actually did something very similar because i was giving a standardized test and i was stuck in a room and i couldn't leave i just took one pencil with me and my little uh little sharpener my brass bullet and just went for it and it was really liberating so but then i also like i have moments where i actually love rifling through all my pencils and trying new stuff so
2: yeah. Well something about that click, the sound of pencil against pencil. is very nice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Amen. All right. What do you guys say we get into the, uh, our, our main topic, which is our interview with our buddy, Chris over at right. Notepads. Let's do it. Yeah. Our interview today with Chris Roth was recorded over a very sketchy Skype connection. So we apologize for any issues in the sound quality. We hope that you still enjoy it because we thought the content was so good. that We still wanted to push it out there and share it with you. Uh, so Please enjoy this interview with Chris Roth from Write Notepads.
2: Well, even though Tim is hosting tonight, I've sort of hijacked the end of our guest because I have Chris Roth, Write Notepads and Company. And Chris is a fellow Baltimorean whom I've met in real life, in IRL, on several occasions. He sent us some cool um, notebooks to review for Pencil Revolution. So um I think a lot of people know Cody Williams, who makes the cool covers and stuff. So yeah. Cody and I have been down to uh, visit the Bindery, just a really, really cool place. And I thought the press room referred to presses and media, not presses, like the Heidelbergs. So that's, that's super cool. So right, my long way of saying we have Chris Roth on from Right Notepad to answer all of our Baltimore Notebook questions and talk about brass-lined paper and their really cool pencil. So, welcome, Chris. Thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Hey, Chris. Good to uh, talk to you, uh, not quite in real life, but over Skype.
3: Oh, likewise. One day. One day we'll meet in person.
1: I've heard heard so much about you. uh, Johnny talks a lot about hanging out and seeing how Write Notepads goes, and you guys have been an awesome supporter of the show. So, thanks for being on.
3: Thanks for having me. We really appreciate it.
1: So, um, I guess I'd be interested to know... Um, how Write Notepads got started? Why? What made you want to start a notebook company, especially one that's very, very much like a location-based kind of like East Coast thing? Like you, you have New York boroughs, you have Rhode Island, you have Baltimore. Um, how did that all get started?
3: So the the entire idea behind Notepads uh, was created at South by Southwest in two thousand one. Hmm. Where I was attending with a friend of mine who was a professional blogger and um, going to parties and such and individuals that he was connected with. uh, I determined down there that if I were going to do something, pursue something, I guess if you want to even consider what we're doing, a more modern approach. um, I had to create something physical, something tangible. And myself coming from a long lineage of bookbinders – I thought man this is a great opportunity to really make use of this amazing machinery we have to create a product that sort of moves us from the traditional means in which our business have been conducted by dealing direct with other businesses. So we really wanted to create something that we can we can take out there and sell to individuals around the world and and make that personal connection with them. so it's it's dealing with an end consumer that I mean, really, it's 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 reinvigorated my my love for creating books. So, for instance, when when we went about this, um, we determined that we had to we had to separate ourselves from from the rest that existed prior to us. And by doing so, we sort of picked and pulled things that we love. So for me, it would be the, the old Industrial Revolution feel and style and functionality of, I mean, let's, let's say a notebook is nothing more than, than pieces of paper bound together uh, in, in, a, in a folio for you to keep and, and reference and, and uh, catalog, if you will. And we decided to, to not only style it in a way that it screams days of old, also using machinery from those days to create these products um as johnny can attest he's seen he's seen i think he's actually participated in in putting together some of his own books um how how i mean the creation of a notebook some people i think may may believe that it's it's a as simple as walking up to a copy machine and pressing you know however many you want and it comes a completed notebook there's so many sets of hands that go into each and every notebook and every step of the way a different set of expert hands touch it in order to get something that has consistency and quality throughout
0: so that brings up the question uh, how big is the the operation you have there i mean there's this on your side. there's this awesome picture <laughs> of uh, you and I believe are some some co-workers, but you're sitting there and there's there's a dog involved. I just think that's an awesome an awesome picture. And I was wondering like who who are the you you mentioned all these expert sets of uh, hands. who do you work with and how big of an operation do you run at the at the actual shop?
3: So we still run a fully functioning commercial book bindery in addition to write notepads all under one roof. And the individuals, including myself that you mentioned may- Referencing in that photograph are my family members. So, one, one is my father, one is my brother, and one is my uncle. And of course, Nico, as Johnny had referenced earlier, is the little black rescue schnauzer uh, wearing, I'm, I'm not sure exactly which of the two we selected for the site, but I do believe she's wearing her little red riding hood. Um, and, and that was taken in the main manufacturing room. So there, there. That's that's toward one end of the block. Our operation stretches entire large city block. Uh, we have about fifty-five thousand square feet, and that's in the main area, uh, in the front area where the offices are, where the press room is, um, even where a photo studio is in the up portion of it. That's at the opposite end of the block, and all total, we have employees that you know they're so versatile and they. They've been working with us for for a very very long time.
0: Well, uh, like what is it? You know, there are there are lots of notebook companies, but there's something, for, you know, from an outside perspective. Write uh, but Notepad has some X factor, and if that makes it special. And I was wondering, how would you describe that X factor? What do you think it is that makes that sets your note apart from from other brands and other styles?
3: I think I think each brand that's on the market has its own characteristics that, that you know that you can pinpoint those characteristics and, and really that product of the rest. Um, I think what can separate us from others is, is perhaps our we're very neurotic when it comes to incorporating things that fit the tone and keep quantity. Uh, feel alive in what it is that we want to do. So going back to that, another thing that Johnny had touched on is uh, the brass ruled paper. So we, we, we like to swim upstream oftentimes. Um, brass ruled paper is a term that I created um, to sort of, I guess, maybe perhaps romanticize what is traditionally called pen ruling. Um, I, I couldn't think of a more confusing term than pen rolling, because uh, when I first heard about it, I figured, okay, there's these uh, there are these sheets of paper that are going through, and you know, a hundred pens lined up on this shaft, and it's running a continuous line. Well, it couldn't be further than the truth. It was the, it wound up being these long steel shafts with lead spacers and these beautiful old brass wheels that would run over an ink pot and basically lay down that continuous on the top and on the bottom of the sheet. And uh, what I really, really like about that is that each page winds up being much like a fingerprint because there's no two sheets of paper that are exactly the same. You'll have variances on one end of a sheet that you hold in your hand uh, from the opposite end of the sheet. So it's these these little divots and valleys in that line that you know you'd really be hard-pressed to find one you know two sheets of our notebook paper that look exactly the same in addition to that i would have to say when we went about this we we always had our operation in baltimore city and baltimore city for every day as donnie can certainly attest uh, has caught a really bad rap and uh, actually, by way of the civil systems. So, going back to the birth of the idea at South by Southwest, uh, Blake from Tom Shoes was one of the speakers that year, and I had always been a fan of their model. I thought it was, I thought it was a great, a great model. It was, it was great for a company to incorporate philanthropic giving into their direct plan. Um, we decided that is exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to connect with the community and we wanted to do it in a way in which we're connecting not only with the community, with the schools, anyone who has one of our products is also connected to the community and that school by way of the five digit code that we incorporate into the inside of each cover that we, we change on batch lot basis. So one cover 500 of them will have that number on it, and then that number is thrown in the trash can and onto another one's spreadsheet queued up with every city school uh, on it, and everyone has been given a five-digit code, so you know, every school is in line. I think it's fun to I just, really think about that.
0: I just put my – I have a notebook in front of me, I just put the code in on the website to – uh, to track it, which is really cool. I, mine ended up at George Washington Elementary School, which is really awesome. one of my favorite things about your, uh, your notebooks. So, uh, I'd like you to, um, which I think we'd all like you to talk about that a little more and wondering like, what kind of notebooks are you uh, sending to the schools to use and have you gotten to see those kind of action?
3: So the, the notebooks that we send to schools are are much more along the lines of a composition style notebook so they're perfect bound um with i believe uh, man this is this is why i always need a calculator handy because you know the off the off the cusp math doesn't really work i think it's approximately 150 pages in each book that have just black and white covers uh has a feel kind of similar to the inside of our, our larger notebooks where it has a place for the right name, the course, um, the grade, things like that. We want to just keep it as neutral as possible so we wouldn't create any additional conflicts in those in those environments. Um, and, uh, and basically, going back to what you had, had asked also, we have had the privilege of seeing these things in use. And, and it's really wonderful because, uh, you know, you hear it, I hear it how notebooks and books in general are something that are becoming a thing of the past in the classroom, well, well, that may be the case by way of people that are a little out of touch with what mm-hmm. classrooms actually need. Um, and, and I can tell you that each and every school, each and every principal, each and every student, each and every teacher that we've given these to have, have just, their eyes have lit up. I mean, you especially the kids, which was really surprising to see how a kid reacts to just a notebook and a pencil. Um, I was really taken aback by that because I just figured nowadays with 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 the way kids are subjected to all these technologies, which are great. It just seems like they grew up far too fast. And and I never in a million years would have believed uh, nor could anyone have convinced me that by us giving a book. That they would have genuine enthusiasm, as if I uh, were to give them an iPhone. Um, and it really, it's really quite amazing. I mean, kids have said that they wanted they want to sketch in it, they want to write poetry in it. Um, principals have told us that that they wanted to implement journaling courses in tougher schools uh, to help them, you know, have a release outlet for you know things that may go on in their neighborhoods and their in their daily lives. Uh, but they just don't have the budgets for it. So we basically solved that. It it felt just incredible um, knowing that these notebooks are going to be used to help these kids.
0: That's really awesome.
2: So um, you guys have some really, really cool designs, like you did the first. um, I remember how you made made 1,000 of the Baltimore press where there was the Washington Monument, which, of course – precedes the one in uh Washington DC. And since then you've had some for New York and you have one for Washington and a few neighborhoods in Baltimore. So could you talk about how does that design become a block you can then press a notebook?
3: Um that's that's interesting. So I guess I'll I'll start with with um from the design end of things. How how we determine which city, which town, which area is next is completely by feeling. Um, as much as I wish, because it would make it a heck of a lot easier if I had a laundry list of things where you know I'm, I can reference it and say, okay, well this month we're going to go ahead and we're going to produce this city and this town. It, it really—it's whatever strikes my fancy. It's kind of like the Cape Cod book that we created, where I, love that I one. just kind of saw something and I put it together, and and just it just all worked. And in in fact, initially when I created the Cape Cod, it didn't have the scrimshaw whaling scene at the bottom, and it just looked too <laughs> empty. So I actually I actually had the tops printed, um, so the outline of the cape and and the cod in red. Just shoved them for a month till I could figure out like what could fill that void. Um, I've gone as far as like with one of the burrows where I had actually created it and then scrapped it because I absolutely despised it. So I just said, you know what, I'm not going to work on you know trying to fix this or anything like that. I just wanted to start entirely fresh. Um, and then as far as, like, finding the artwork, creating the artwork, things of that nature, um, Letterpress has its, its wonderful little nuances where, you know, everything is a, is a 100% vector. Um, otherwise, because you just you can't do any sort of, unless you're going to print, uh, like, a half-tone style and multiple colors to achieve any sort of grayscale. Um, and, and we love that sort of the stark blacks and the reds and things like that. And, you know, in, in kind of keeping with what we're going for, where everything is sort of like one-off, um, oftentimes we won't run the ink, um, and we'll just keep re-inking it. So some will have a little heavier ink flow, and some will have a little lighter, uh, just to create, like, variances in the print. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's really it. It's, it's whatever, whatever we kind of think of, I Kind of take a stab at, and of course it, it's it's a huge advantage having professional photographers in the building where where I could just say, okay, hey, here's a new product that we're working on. Uh, I've got a blank book without anything printed on the cover. I uh, take it upstairs to the studio, shoot a layout for me. So now I can take it and I can bounce back and forth between Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, and then lay something down so I can I can truly visualize what it what going to look like. And it also helps with uh with um private label and custom covers where you know I can placement I have something where I can immediately offer a uh a proof for these and and uh make my life and their life a heck of a lot easier.
1: That's so cool. Um so uh, I wanted to mention uh Chris so I'm I'm a left hander uh which I, I gather you are as well. Proud lefty. I am. Um, and so I, I really like, uh, uh, Johnny sent me one of the Paul South uh, left-handed notebooks not too long ago um, around Christmas time. And it took I, me way too long to get that joke. <laughs> I, I never did get that joke. <laughs> I, I looked it up and I'm like, Paul South, Paul South, South Paul. <laughs> it, it took me a really long time too. Um, how how did you come up with that idea? And, and, and how did you come up with Paul South and the idea of doing that sort of like reverse notebook? And how has the reception been?
3: The reception is almost as I had expected it to be, where most people think that it's just, like, absolutely ridiculous, and those people (laughs) tend to be right folks. Right. And and then they come back, then they come back full circle, and they say, well, hey, wait a minute. I have a friend of mine who's a lefty. Let's buy one for them, you know? So (laughs) – it was never something that we created to be taking taken totally seriously yeah <laughs> um, but at the same time me being a lefty and and a lot of my close friends since growing up have lefties um, it's nice living in a right hand world to have a product that's thoughtfully created for us um, and then going back to the creation of it so again when when it was early on the notebooks were were being prototype and things like that and i mean by means have i been running a letterpress for very long It's going on like six years now um I, I think i was distracted and uh loaded a lift of covers in the press backwards <laughs> um and uh and I was like, oh shit, oh, here we go, we can throw these away. And I was like, no, maybe not. Maybe now I can actually make a left-handed notebook. Maybe now's the time to do it. So I did wind up throwing away because I realized like, if we're gonna do a lefty notebook, it has to have a personality of its own. And I immediately went to my office. I, I was like, okay, like okay, I wanted to play on on South Paul, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to create this character. We're going to call him Paul South. He's <laughs> going to be this fictitious guy that that's never existed, but we want to make it. And there's there's going to be far more coming on on Paul South later on as we evolve and hopefully, yes. hopefully that platform should wind up launching in time for the holidays. Um, so I go on to my computer. I go on to, uh, the library of Congress's website into their daguerreotype collection. And I find this character who I'll send all of you guys the original photograph of this guy. He was an unknown figure from, from the middle 1800s, um, who had these princess Leia buns and this incredibly stern look on his face. <laughs> I said, that's it. All right there.
1: <laughs> so, that, it,
3: it was a big, uh,
1: did did a you masochistic
3: experience.
1: did you flip the image so uh, so he's facing left instead of right?
3: I absolutely did. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
3: <laughs> I did, and in our press room, Johnny's Johnny's seen it. We have uh, a chalk. So we painted all of our walls in our press room uh, in chalkboard paint. So it's black, and our right notepads red color, all in chalkboard paint, and we've we've done some chalk murals on there. And Paul South is. Prominently displayed as soon as you walk
1: in the door. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So, Chris, where do you source your materials for uh, the books that you make? Uh, is there anything of note you'd like to mention in that uh, kind of that process?
3: Yeah. So, uh, um, again, going back to we're an American family, small business, and when we did this, we said there's absolutely no way we're going to source this stuff. We're not going to design it here and send it off overseas and then just go and pick up a container load full of stuff from customs. Um, so then, then the real fun began. And, um, you know, what we've learned is that for the most part, people are true and honest. Others, you really have to do some serious investigative work to make sure that you're truly getting what it is that is being advertised so so all of our papers it's it's one of the nice things we do still have paper mills here in the united states thankfully um so so it's easy to procure uh true 100 percent american papers um the board cover stock for covers come from another family-owned operation out of philadelphia uh called newman paperboard where what a cool operation it is just like this gigantic compound uh, I think it's I think it's right there on the Delaware River, if I'm not mistaken, where they literally have all of the recycled raw paper from recycling trucks dumped in the back. It's sorted, and then they're just like creating these sheets of of um, chipboard stock. Uh, so that's where we get our chipboard stock from. Our rubber bands for books are made by um, Alliance Rubber Band, which is I don't know that there is another company made here in the United States. Um, they're in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Absolutely great people to work with. They've really worked with us amazingly well from day one, and, and for that, we would, we will uh, we'll always be true to them. Um, our wire comes from a company that we've dealt with uh, for a very, very long time on the commercial end, uh, Spiral Binding Company, out of um, I want to say they're I want to say they're in New Jersey. I know that they had, they had purchased a company out of uh, upstate New York. Uh, so all of the wire is is American steel. It's extruded here and it's formed here, and then of course shipped down to good old Baltimore. I don't know that I'm I'm missing anything else. I, I um, love
1: your wire. I'm a I'm a big kind of a wire snob, and like brass wire and copper wire to bind uh, spiral-bound notebooks. Um, I just just love it so much. So kudos wholeheartedly on that wire.
3: Thank you.
0: I was just going to ask how you came up with the idea for the the rubber band, or how you decided to do the rubber band instead of like a a, a fixed band, or or you just leaving the rubber band off in general. Like, what? How did you come up with that idea?
3: So initially, the the first prototypes of of the right notepads had a fixed band on it. And I, I've just known historically because long before I used the right notepad, um, I used other brands' notebooks and uh, some that had straps and I always find that the straps will break and it's not necessarily by way of their manufacturing, it's by way of like how rough I'd be with my notebooks. Um, so I'd always find myself tying them or just tearing them off altogether. Um, so when it came time to this, it became sort of both an issue of of manufacturing and like the manpower and the time necessary to to fasten these straps on here, given the style of binding that we're doing. Uh, we have the machines to do it. It just it's just it, it's we didn't like it. it. Just it didn't feel right. It didn't look right. And then you have those those two schools of thought where. Some people like having a strap on their notebook. Some people don't. So we're like, okay, well, hey, we're going to give people the option for a closure. I'm going to get these gigantic rubber bands, which thankfully I haven't fielded any emails of of children, you know, using them as slingshots because they certainly could be. Um, so, so, you know, the rubber band, it's one of those things where we like It's it's optional. You can use it on your notebook. You can use it to create a gigantic rubber band ball like we're in the process of doing at the Boundary. Um, (laughs) Or you can leave it on a coffee shop table and somebody else learns what Write Notepads and Company is. So it's like part function, part marketing, part everything, you name it.
2: So um, we're amongst friends, so you could admit if pencils are not your favorite thing. And I know one time in your office you and Cody were playing with some it was a black celluloid thing and it had this gold thing, and this like liquid was coming out of it. it <laughs> Something like that. What but prefer, um, what do you prefer to write with
0: and write with these days?
3: I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I came from being a fountain pen user. Um, it all started. I, I was using a fountain pen in high school, being a lefty, it helped. Me slow my writing down and write a lot neater. Um, so I kind of stuck with that for a good while, and and then it sort of became one of those things. Where I really feel like I'm throwing a cap and oh my fountain pen's out of ink for me to take down a note on a phone. It it so then it it sort of it went to like whatever the hell I have available to me. So whether it's a gel, a pencil, whatever. But I've always loved pencils. Uh, and that goes back to my grandfather. My grandfather would have always have his little cross twist pencil, and uh, he actually had one of those little. And I do; I still have the pencil. Um, had one of those little padding's on it, like right at, at, the, at the front. It was, I believe, it's purple um, that he put on that thing. And you know, I like pencils because, for me, I can have the ability to erase uh, a mistake and get rid of evidence if necessary. Um, so I, I can honestly say that I have I have migrated more to using a pencil than a pen. But Sharpies, I still use a ton of Sharpie markers. I probably go through more Sharpie markers than like a professional sports team does. Um, it's, it's ridiculous how many Sharpies I go through. Um, but I have found something really cool that's kind of like a hybrid a pen and a pencil. And I'm sure you guys have probably seen it so. Snacking forever pens, I believe, it's called that lay down a line like a pencil.
1: Yeah, yeah I actually not- just just got one Did from. from? One? Yeah, I just got one from um, uh, Pen Chalet to try out. It's the um, the Prima one that that kind of looks like a chopstick. Yeah, what what do you think about that?
3: I think it's really cool, and, and, and basically. It's really the the heaviness of the line is is based upon how toothy the paper is you're writing on, so a slick paper it's gonna be a really faint line, uh something toothier it's it's a different it's a different way of writing
1: mm-hmm.
3: I find it perplexing at times because I have the uh the um uh, which one do I have the Piaferino one, and I also purchased the Cuban, which is the sketch pencil that yeah. is on that sucker was so freaking cool. It came in a cigar tube shaped like a beautiful, like oblong oval, gorgeous looking cigar with a really huge blunt sketching tip. It's just a really cool product. Wow. I mean I I think I think it's cool. It's something like it really fascinating
1: I'm that. I'm in the process yeah. of uh reviewing it right now for uh, for my blog clenched Um I talked to Ron a little bit about cool. it and um I've been, I've been kind of experimenting around with papers, but I feel like most of what I've been using are probably uh, a little more glossy, so I need to try it in my right now mm-hmm. pen because...
3: Yeah, try it in there. Try it in there. Any, any yeah. toothier, I mean, and
1: honestly, I mean... That makes more sense. Like a, a, yeah. Because the toothier the, the paper, the, the greater the surface area and the more yeah. that line should lay down, so that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Give that a try, but I, yeah. I think it's, it's pretty cool. I read a lot of the notes, so every every time we, uh, we process orders from the website, I put a handwritten note in each package, and and I find more often than not, I'm using that that little guy to uh, hmm. to jot down a quick little cue.
0: Well, this is a good transition talking uh, about your conversion to, to pencils because you also have recently come out with pencils that I think all of us are really into. And Johnny, mm-hmm. being right at the at the source, sent us each. I, I I know you sent me one of each of them to try, and I have just loved using those three, especially the... Well, I'll let you describe describe the three, but, um, yeah, could you talk about the pencils that Red Nopads came out with recently?
3: For sure, for sure. Um, so we had a pencil early on that that I had made, and I just didn't like it, so I just went, okay, I'm just going to go on a shelf and do touch, so like yours on not uh, when I need to, you know, fuel for a camp or something. Um, but uh, we decided to come out with three pencils, um, natural round uh, with just on it, and the silver ferrule and the lady rager, which I really liked. Um, and then, of course, the red hex that has the white foil stamping with our little trace of uh, the United States number two in there uh it too has a silver ferrule and the white eraser and then the the jumbo which is my favorite was just like one of those those king of pencils where i wish i had those all the time back in school for pencil wars and things like that where (laughs) you know fortunately i have i have a sharpener that can facilitate uh putting a point on it but i know johnny has showed me the way of using a knife and uh i have i have I've had some successes with that. I I must say, not nearly as much as uh, some of the true pencil professionals. But um, but our pencils too (laughs) are uh, made here in the United States by Musgrave, a great company down there in Tennessee. Been around forever and a day. That you know, they're they're really cool people and make a product.
0: And each each of the pencils, or sorry, the Jumbo, the two standard size ones, come with uh, you actually provide a sharpener what is the sharpener that they come with
3: uh yes yeah, so we package them up i found these these cool boxes that that fit nine pencils in like a cube and then in the bottom what we wound up doing is is uh we wound up partnering up with Coombe and and you know we've included a kum sharpener uh one of the little magnesium sharpeners in every pack so you know it's not you know how how terrible would it be if somebody gave you a gift of pencils and it's like oh thanks now I've got to wait and go find a sharpener now you can just tear right into it and <laughs> sharpen.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. I've had that with friends who I've been trying to convert to using using pencils, uh, and I'll drop off a dozen pencils and then I'll text them the next day be like hey, did you try any of those out? And I'm like well, I haven't sharpened a pencil since I was twelve, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i have to i have to end up dropping one of forms
1: <laughs> so I'd, I'd be interested to know what um the um all of us actually what your favorite of the three pencils to use is um i know that mine is the um the the hex painted one um i just i just love the way that looks um and i don't know that just just everything about it i just really like um Tim what's your oh. favorite of those of those three pencils?
0: It's a tough uh tough choice between the jumbo and the round natural. I mean the
3: Yeah. That
0: round natural pen, pencil is like a, pretty close to my perfect pencil. I love a natural finish which I've talked about all the time mm-hmm. and I love a round pencil so that's so nice, but that the, the jumbo is so amazing because it's a jumbo but it's also really nice cedar yeah. which is
1: it smells pretty really good. Awesome. You don't see yeah. that. Yeah, and
0: in the, in the the paint job is just perfect. Yeah. i would be hard to pick between those two. I'd probably say the jumbo. The That's cool. What about even, you, Jenny? even despite my natural obsessions? Yeah,
2: um, I think I'd go with the round one. With well, yeah. a very close second being the fat one. But if the round one had a pink eraser and was cedar, it would probably be my favorite pencil in the world.
1: That's just, awesome. saying. <laughs> just,
0: just
1: saying. Just <laughs> saying. At least, at least the cedar cool. part. The cedar part. What's your favorite, Chris, Seth. to use? Uh, whichever
3: one has a point on it. <laughs> uh, because today, for instance, I was, I was working on some accounting stuff and reached in literally, this is no joke, I have a little cup on my on my desk, must have had 25 pencils in it, a mix between, because what we'll do is like any of the uh, the round naturals or the hex that we package, that if there are scuffs or blemishes, I just take them and use them in the office. And And literally not a single one of the 25, we're sharp and, and I, I feel like getting up and going to like three rooms over and digging for a sharp or so. I, I just want to be using uh, a pen, but my Damn. favorite, my favorite, uh, I'm just, so my favorite pencil is definitely the jumbo. I just, I like the way it feels in the hand. I like the half of it.
1: So Chris, I guess, uh, one of, one of my kind of final questions for you, um, would just be kind of about, about your, your product lineup. So you have, um, you have those cool, the notebooks that are maybe like, what, A5, A6 size. Um, you have the pocket ledgers, which are fantastic. I, I love that you're producing a pocket notebook that is, you know, not like your usual cahier, as as uh, Johnny would say, um, just a standard pocket <laughs> notebook. Um, you have, so you have pocket ledgers, you have traditional size notebooks. Um, any Anything new on the horizon that you care to talk about or uh, would be willing to tease here? If and well, if, if if not, that's totally sure. fine too.
3: Yeah, we have. We're always working on developing new things. Um, Two part because everybody likes new things, and I get really bored making the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, so we've been experimenting with some different sizes of perhaps the top bound variety, hmm. as well as as well as other products that. That go a little beyond uh just your regular plain paper and lined paper, so perhaps incorporating some different styled insides that's cool and um and some things that that go even beyond that more along the ends of of the journaling world so so you know stay stay uh stay in the loop because that's why I've been working seven days a week trying to get all this stuff queued up and and. Uh, Keep keep some hair on my head.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you guys also do a lot of um, personalization, where you do like covers for events and stuff. And I think I heard a rumor about Ledger's that have the logo of a certain pencil podcast on there. So can you tell us a little bit about your personal program? Like where is it? Where is it going? I know some other folks need have like very big um, you know big minimums, and it seems like you guys can do a little smaller scale stuff right
3: yeah that's that's a great question so so one of the advantages for us having everything necessary for manufacturing under one roof um, is their ability to change direction very quickly um, and very efficiently um, so that really opened the door for our private label as well as custom notebooks I know a lot of other companies. It seems like each manufacturer varies by way of what their their standard minimums are. Um, for us, um, we've we've created a parameter where where a company an individual could order 50 units is is the minimum of our regular uh, traditional notebooks the half eight and a half and the same 50 minimum on our pocket ledgers the three by six inch guys so. And then we have some parameters there where you know we give them we give them the option of of uh, going with one color in a certain placement. It's really the sky's the limit as far as what we can do by way of customization. Um, so it's really fun, and it's it's really fun working with different organizations and different companies that that have really embraced us, and and you know we've made a lot of friends along the way for that. And and I think you're right. I think your your permission was right about there may be a certain panel podcast that. That has some uh, has some finished uh, <laughs> notebook sitting on a table in Baltimore
1: more about that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, and there's a i noticed this section on your we you actually have an option to personalize in a small way one single notebook is that right like yes. you can yes. like, have yes. it basically like, stamped I, like with your name
3: exactly uh, exactly so what' we've done there is for one one line of t- uh, um, most of the people that opt for that with a name uh whether their owner or a gift for someone else uh, others put a little a little slogan on there um but it too it's letterpress just like every other aspect of those covers so it has that that deep uh deboss and hand feel um which is nice and we do offer that for one single notebook
1: and uh that's cool yeah. see good old book, book show walter got his uh his name personalized on a notebook for for the website <laughs> Yeah, he
0: did. There's, <laughs> there's a yeah. We got some uh, Buck Showalter, and then uh, there's a Orioles hat that shows up on that that main picture. That's uh, which actually leads my final question for you: Where are the Orioles going to fit this season?
3: Oh man, I...
2: <laughs> uh, we don't talk about this time the state day, these days. You're like,
3: <laughs> you, really, you really want to, you really want to put
0: that knife right in my heart right now, aren't you? <laughs> hey, I'm
3: an Orioles <laughs> fan too. Uh, my a, my I've got a. My... Guess is I think they're going to be within one game of the Cubs, so you can uh, you can draw your own <laughs> conclusion based on that. But I think if history, which often has a tendency to repeat, but um, it is, uh, I think we're both going to be uh, both going to be finding alternative things to watch come September, October.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. I have a I have a connection to the Orioles through my grandparents in in Florida, right by where they do spring training. And so I've always been a Cubs Orioles fan. And this this year, as I'm trying to figure out a way to get to uh, to Baltimore uh, to visit Johnny and uh, hopefully to meet you, I yeah. ran over to the Oriole, Orioles site and tried to see if the Cubs are playing them the season, and they are not. But I'm still that doesn't yeah. affect the trip. But I was just really hoping to get to see <laughs> my two favorite teams play. well let
3: fantastic as long as there's a good team playing so you'll be in luck yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well it's gonna happen soon Uh, well chris it's really been awesome talking to you and we're really glad to have uh, finally had you on the show you a friend of the show and a friend of johnny's for a while and we really love what you're doing over there and really we're excited to hear you talk about where you've been and where you're going and we're just really uh really thankful to have you on so, Chris, where can people find you on the Internet?
3: Uh, we can be found at com, W-R-I-T-E, and uh, on social media. Our Twitter is at rightpads. Our Instagram is at write underscore notepads. And, uh, yeah, we, we always keep a lot of stuff on there, so check us out.
0: Andy, hey, where can people find you on the Internet?
1: Um, I am all over the internet. Uh, I am uh, on Twitter at uh, A. <laughs> Wealthley, A-W-E-L-F as in Frank L-E, um, or at Woodclinched on Twitter, which is my specific pencil-only blog-related um, Twitter account. And um, you can find me on com. How about you, Johnny?
2: I am occasionally on the interwebs at pencilrevolution.com. Um, I'm always on Instagram at com and on
0: Twitter at pensolution. I'm sorry, at just com. How about you, Mr. Tim? You can find my uh, writing at TheWritingArsenal.com. I'm on Twitter at WritingArsenal and at Tim Wasom. It's kind of like the personal account. I'm on Instagram at TheWritingArsenal. We thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you again, Chris. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode at Erasable.us slash 30. We everybody to join our Facebook group, our amazing Facebook group, which is Facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable. And also, if you want to get updates, as when the new episodes come out. And if we have any news that we want to share with people in a more general way, not like a private group, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast, and you can like our page there. You can communicate with us all from our individual accounts or as a group at Erasable Podcast on Twitter. And if you use Instagram, we encourage you to use the hashtag Erasable Podcast for your uh, pencil pictures so that we can keep them all together there. a little archiving project or something. Uh, We also encourage you to rate and review us on iTunes, recommend us on Overcast, uh, or whatever podcatcher you use, podcast directory. We really appreciate that. That helps us become... Uh, more visible so that we don't get mixed up with all the other pencil podcasts out there. <laughs> all the bad ones. Uh, yeah, all those bad <laughs>
1: ones. <laughs>
0: uh, well, thank you for listening to episode thirty of the Raceable podcast, and we will see you soon. The intro music for the Raceable podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.